0: Ours is a tale of the world to come. In a future further off than you can conceive, but closer than you would like, people's lives are vastly different from yours. The human race has been ravaged by plague, war and natural disaster. The population is a fraction of what you knew in your world that was. Our story begins in Fiveborough. A realm cut off from the rest of the world. Once the capital of global commerce, Fiveborough has descended into squalor and become a desolate wasteland whose diminished population squabbles over its scant resources. But the commodity over which they fight most fiercely, the one they deem most precious of all, is entertainment. Recreation was taken for granted in your world, that was. It was abundant then, so I will understand if you scoff, but Imagine your life without the internet, without electricity. Envision a world in which the books that were burned by the first fascist fellowship were destroyed by necessity during the paper plague of the quarantines. Yours was the age of streaming platforms and search engines with which you could find endless content running the gamut from sacred to profane. You had clickbait think pieces, mindless quizzes that claimed to tell you which celebrity you were most likely to shag. And you had so, so much porn. All of this is gone in the world to come.
1: In the world to come they won't have TV. All the tales are shared from memory. No one alive has a screen to see all the stories that shape their dreams. In our age, one sense of bad and good, like yours, derives from Hollywood. The difference is you can see firsthand from the source that drives you to extremes and every random fandom that you take for granted has grown and warped into some sacred myth. In the world to come, come, hear what grew out of the seeds you planted and how your age like a monolith. In the world to come, in the world to come.
0: Fiveborough, as its name suggests, is split into five distinct districts, each ruled by a different faction. At the time of our tale, a tense, tenuous peace has been upheld for the past decade, codified in the Treaty of the Roost. But a shift in the tides of fate will soon threaten this fragile detente. To understand our story, you must know of the five great factions that dominate the provinces of Fiveborough.
2: All hail Queen Cyaneris.
0: To begin, meet Cyanaris, first of her name of House Zithria, queen of the Fanci folk who inhabit Queen's Realm on the eastern border of Vivec.
3: Behold the fairest Sionaris, sovereign of the Fanci folk who dwell east of the Great Greece River. and rings, of aliens and warlock kings, and things our real life simply can't deliver.
0: On the subject of real lives, reality is a matter of paramount importance to the faction controlling the real Isle of Staten, the southwesternmost district in Fiveborough. Meet their leader, Danielle of Clan Range, overboss of the Snookies.
4: We are the Snookies, listen Cookies, we reveal reality True stories are what we adore, we want hot gas and realty You made a bullshit kid, that ain't it, sweet unscripted history Basic AF from birth to death, that's all I want, give truth to me Bucket lit and pump your fist my friends, be the Chrisley Todd knows best We give up with the Kardashians,
5: Jersey Shore is
1: heaven blessed! And every random fandom you were ever part of Evolved into a legend of its own In the world to
5: come You didn't know what you were at the start of So worship bravo show some Game of Thrones In the
1: world to come In the world to come What does
0: this wayward rabble, dwelling on the floating landfill they deign to call an island? Truly know of reality. Only in abstraction can one begin to peel back the veil of truth and explore the depth and gravity of the human condition. Meet their wokeness, Folker of Soderbergh, the district just north of the Snooki tribe's animal print island. In Soderbergh, a progressive community known as the Criterion Collective, worships at the sacred altar of the art film. My name is Foka, I'm high walkener of the
1: Criterion. Our goal is to woken all the sleepers. We perch atop the bars that cage us in this human zoo alone in knowing we
0: are not the keepers.
6: La ironía leva más bien a la gente inteligente, pero la mala educación no la soporto en mi casa.
0: Yolanda Gutierrez, Primera Dama de los Escandalistas of Boogie Town, the district set along the northern border of Vancouver.
6: Up here in Boogie Town, we all got down with those old Spanish souls. Telenovelas taught us drama. It gives us life to feed on strife, to dash your dreams and
3: cream your home.
0: it was in there somewhere, Millicent, but that accent is a little bit
1: spicy for these earholes of mine.
3: Oh, man alive, Jasper, you are so bad!
0: And you love it. Millicent and Jasper represent the lost of the major factions of Fiveborough, the Hepburners of Whiteway Island. In the world that was, their ancestors were the wealthy oligarchs whose greed brought about the fall of civilization. These, their descendants, still pine for the halcyon days when people like them ruled the globe. Not just one pitiful corner of it.
3: We keep our passions quite old-fashioned like those good old golden days. Those pictures had panache, you dig it? Dolls wore the skirts, guys wear the pants, and all those villains villains
5: seem
6: like like gays. Don't worry, though,
3: I'm not a bigot. Bigot? I hardly know it! (laughs) <laughs> Every random fandom
5: since the silent pictures and right up through the Marvel universe. In the world to come, has turned into a cult with rules and in which all true and
0: Finally, perhaps the most influential person in Fiveborough was a mysterious figure known as the Cardinal. Originally a Farlander from the west, he'd built a mercantile empire that supplied each faction with coveted relics and resources collected from the treacherous world without. The Cardinal answered to no master and served no faction, independently ruling his undisputed domain, a small island set in the Great Greased River known as the Roost, which until today had been off-limits to all but his own vassals and his private army known as the Talon.
1: So now the factions and the Cardinals strive To rise above and rule the other five For humans it is not enough to survive When there's power and room to expand So all these factions with their cultish regimes Would spread the gospel of their own journalist themes Derived from ancient technicolor dreams That they've only heard second hand. Yes, every random fandom from the days of streaming Still streams
5: alone without the internet In the world.
1: To come.
0: As usual, the sky over Fiveborough hung grey on the morning everything changed. In the drawing room of his octagonal lair, the cardinal stood before a troop of his talon agents, dictating a message for them to commit to memory.
1: Revered princes of Fibero, I hereby invite you and your courts to attend a special gathering in my roost tomorrow at sundown. I anticipate you all will find this to be an affair to remember, your loving cardinal. (laughs) Do you get it? An affair to remember. The agents did not get it,
0: but laughed along
1: regardless. (laughs) It's the title of a movie. Never mind. Anyway, Achilleon will give you your district assignments. Go forth, my hatchlings. Yes,
5: sir.
0: Agents of the Cardinal traveled freely throughout Viveborough and even unto the treacherous farlands beyond the Mudson River. Some claimed his reach stretched even to the Dreddo lands of the hardened state to the west. This was how he acquired his power: by collecting precious resources and bartering with the great factions to gain profit, status, and service. He amassed a vast inventory of artifacts from the world that was, and sought fiercely protected by his talon.
7: Commodore Hawk, where shall I deliver the Cardinal's message?
0: Lucas Sparrow, fresh out of the cadet program at the Talon Academy, saluted his superior officer. The newly minted Talon lieutenant had been at the roost since his mother sold him into the Cardinal's service, when he was but a child, in exchange for a rare and delectable indulgence, a can of tuna fish. Lieutenant Sparrow, you are assigned to the court of Queen Sionaris to the east. Achilleon Hawk was the Commodore in command of the Talon, and the oldest and most loyal of the Cardinals, henchpersons.
7: Right away, Captain. And may I just say, it's such an honor to have been transferred to the Talon. I really appreciate the opportunity to prove myself.
0: See that you do, Soldling, or I'll have you emptying scum buckets for the rest of your illustrious Talon career. Now go. Make haste. And so Lucas Sparrow left the Roost to execute his assignment. As the rivers of Fiveborough are noxious and corrosive, the young lieutenant fetched an antique bicycle from the Talon garage and utilised one of the convenient, albeit vermin-infested tunnels, built in the world that was to traverse the districts. Meanwhile in Queen's realm, a fancy girl stood atop the roof of an old crumbling building on the border where her land met Soderbergh. From this high vantage point, she gazed out over the vast expanse of Fiveborough as she had so many times before. The girl sighed and began to descend the rusty old fire escape toward the street below.
3: The stories I grew up with all told me. Be brave, courageous, never giving. When I seek to act truly boldly Something holds me back before I begin There's a whole wide world I've never seen There are lands I long to know And I dream I'll break my tired routine To reach borders far below I have heard about from that ancient TV show. I long to boldly go. I want to be as fearless. To land a ship in a crater. With a crew poised to fight back on a There are distant shores that beckon me. There are streams I dream I'll roar. I've heard tell of mountains' majesty. I have never seen one though. Just like Picard, Kirk, and Janeway And like Benjamin Sisko I long to boldly go Though my people love to hear about heroes We fear those who don't think as we do Our enterprises aren't that daring It's glaring Nothing like a stalwart starfleet crew Please someone beam me up to the stars I need that view
0: The girl slid down the railing over perching the last few steps on the rickety old staircase. She took a few paces toward the scarlet line painted on the street to denote the end of her realm and the beginning of another. Taking slow, measured steps, she paused with the toes of her boots just barely grazing the stripe of scarlet on the ground before her, and she gazed longingly at that forbidden frontier known as Soderbergh.
2: Ripley. Ripley, what in Drogon's name are you doing so close to the border? Get away from there at once.
4: Sir Cyborg, what are you doing here?
2: Your mother sent me to find you. I hardly expected to track you down in this Jedi-forsaken, Sith-swarming spot. This is no place for the heir to all of Queen's Realm, Princess Ripley.
4: Of course. The realm demands, and I must oblige.
2: As the great Spock once said, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few.
4: Or the one. It is known.
2: So say we all. Come with me, Princess. Her Majesty awaits.
0: And thus the brawny Sir Cyborg, captain of the Queen's Guard, extended his well-toned arm and offered his hand down to Princess Ripley, lifting her up to join him on his steed, which he set to galloping hard towards Gantry Palace. Meanwhile, to the north in Boogie Town, a dramatic scene was playing out between Dama Yolanda and her lover, Rodrigo.
6: You think I don't know, Rodrigo? You think I don't understand why you're in this with me? you just want power!
1: How dare you question my commitment! After everything I've given up, everything I've sacrificed! I killed my own brother for you, Yolanda! My own brother!
6: Now, you killed your brother for ambition, Rodrigo, but I'll have the last laugh, pendejo. Oh,
1: Cariño, you gotta stop working yourself up all this stuff, mi amor. It's no good for our baby growing inside you.
6: <laughs> That's just it, Rodrigo. This baby isn't yours. It's your dead brother's. <gasps>
7: ah! Excuse me, Primera Dama, I'm sorry to interrupt.
6: No, oh, no problem. Come on in. Que lo que?
7: I bear a message from the
1: roost. No! Ernesto! Mi hermano! No, no, no! Will he be? <sighs> He's fine.
6: Rodrigo! Get the fuck out! <gasps> no, no, no! What's your message?
7: <clears throat> Revered princes of five boroughs. I hereby invite you and your courts to attend a special gathering in my roost tomorrow at sundown. I anticipate you will all find this to be an affair to remember, your loving cardinal.
6: Yeah, I'm definitely about that life. Count me in.
7: His eminence will be most pleased. We'll send an escort to ensure your safe passage to the roost
0: tomorrow. And off went the Talon Agent, leaving a beaming Dama Yolanda to consider her prospects and what this unprecedented news might mean for Boogie Town.
6: Now, I'm impatient and this invitation got me racing through my thoughts. The butterflies are flitting. I ain't shitting you and I'm all tied up in knots. My mama taught me drama is the bombest way to make earthquakes. I'll shake it I'll break it, so tell me you could take it, you gotta give me those high stakes, don't for me baby, I like when things are frantic, high stakes, don't want your drama unless that just gigantic, I can see enemies out of every vista, es el camino de la descansión, I've been summoned to the roost. I need you to get my sister Mercedes and bring her here.
1: Mercedes? But you've been estranged for years. Will she even speak
6: to you? Some things are bigger than old feuds, Rodrigo. Sometimes you have to bury the hatchet when the stakes are high enough. We're gonna be ballin' with El Cardenal in the roost and I'm all in, no pumpin' the brakes. With him on our side, we could be fortified, rule Faberow a lot with the highest of high stakes. Don't bomb me, baby, I like when things are frantic. High stakes. A
1: little danger makes life much more romantic.
6: This girl was stagnating now, something has released. her. Uh, es el camino de la escandalista. Hot i got to have them. Can't live without those hot Every story can be a saga. Every little prick is a stab. Draw a little blood when you gotta, or we'll end up worthless. Mercedes, and bring her to me.
5: Here she is, dama.
6: Mercedes, mi hermana. Yolanda, la usurpadora, I have a mission for you. You would dare to ask for my help after you stole my rightful throne and my Ernesto? No!
1: hermano que pecado que lo matado callate Rodrigo so
6: after you humiliated me sister why would I ever consent to a helping you because the stakes have never been higher Mercedes
3: mmm that is
6: music to my ears Yolanda so what do you say sister Fine, you bitch, I'm in. You know my weakness. I never could say no to. Es el camino de la Escandalista. I got to have them and live with those muy grande.
0: Back in Queen's Realm, as Sir Cyborg and Ripley drew near the gates of Gantry Palace, the princess watched a dashing young man dismounting his own steed, which was made of metal and rubber and emblazoned with some mysterious word from a dead language
4: me down, Sir Cyborg.
0: Of course, Highness. Uncomprehending, Ripley approached the boy and regarded his peculiar conveyance. Crouching to inspect it, she ran her fingers along the letters tracing them.
7: Do you know what this says? Beg pardon? Oh, it says Schwinn. Is that your name? Schwinn? What? No, Uh, no, my name is Lucas. A Schwinn is just sort of, um, a vehicle from the world that was. You look so
4: funny riding your tiny metal horse. How does it stay up on only two wheels?
7: I'm not sure. You just sort of balance on it and when it's moving it doesn't fall over. Well, not usually, but I just got out of training so my schwinning isn't exactly winning. (laughs) Training? For…
2: Note the scarlet-crested cape. This man is an agent of the Cardinal Highness.
7: Highness? Are you the queen of this realm? I'm to deliver you a message. I, I i didn't imagine you'd be so- You
2: are addressing Her Royal Highness, the Princess Ripley.
7: I apologize. I didn't mean to breach decorum. I-I-I don't know- Of
2: course you don't. Why would you? The Cardinal doesn't give a frack about showing respect to Her Majesty. If he did, he'd have sent someone who actually knows our customs.
4: Sir Cyborg, no need to be rude to our guest. Lucas, we'll escort you to my mother so you can deliver your message.
0: Sir Cyborg grimaced and stalked ahead as Ripley and Lucas hung back. Is he really a cyborg?
4: In Queen's Realm, we suspend our disbelief and allow people to identify as whatever they choose, whether it be an alien, an elf, a cyborg. But between us, he just wears some junk metal he fashioned into body armor. Well,
7: it looks pretty cool, though.
4: You may leave your shwin with the gatekeepers. Come along.
0: The throne room of Gantry Palace was an ornate display of opulence by the standards of the world to come. It was a spectacle of colour, adorned with plastic figurines depicting aliens, werewolves, comic book superheroes and video game villains. They lined the walls and dangled from chandeliers fashioned out of PVC depictions of Deep Space Nine, the Millennium Falcon and other notable spacecraft derived from the fiction of yesteryear. At the far end of the hall, on a raised dais flanked by motionless guards, was the Console Throne itself. So named because the Sovereign Seat of State had been constructed out of old gaming consoles, welded together in an imposing pageant of plastic and wire. And there sat Queen Cyonaris, giving audience to a strapping man in a sleek martial uniform with a plastic top cape draped over one shoulder. The Queen noticed the arrival of her captain, Sir Cyborg, with her wayward daughter and a handsome stranger in tow. She was not amused.
7: Ah, the prodigal daughter returns at last. Ripley, you will apologize to his
1: grace, the Archduke of Plastoria.
0: Truly, there is no need, said the Archduke, inclining his head. The anticipation of seeing such a beauty only elevates the allure. Force be with you.
5: Highness,
4: And also with you. I'm sorry, Mother. Your Grace, I lost track of time.
5: In the company of this young fellow,
0: or...?
4: Oh, this is Lucas, an agent of the Roost.
0: Sir Cyborg stepped aside to offer a clearer view of Lucas Sparrow and his telltale talon uniform. The Queen's posture stiffened. Sorry to interrupt your, um... Majesty.
7: Uh, majesty, be not sorry. An agent of the Roost is always welcome at the Court of Queen's Realm. Oh, thank you, Majesty. I come bearing a message from the Cardinal. Please proceed. I trust the discretion of those present.
0: With all eyes on him, Lucas struggled to recall the Cardinal's precise verbiage.
7: <clears throat> Revered Princes of Fiveborough, I'd like to summon you and your, uh, best people who are, uh, close to you to the Roost tomorrow at sundown. I believe you will all find this to be, um, an event to recall. The Cardinal said that was a movie reference. Do you get it? I do not. Yeah, I didn't either.
0: Mm, total
2: recall, perhaps? This event is tomorrow. The Cardinal doesn't give much notice, does he?
7: Silence, Captain. Good sir. Of course we will oblige an invitation from his eminence. Did you say the whole court is invited? Uh, Yes, Princess.
4: Interstellar? I'd love to see the Roost in person. I've never even crossed the Great Greased River. Is it true the Cardinal keeps a whole horde of old arcade games that
7: actually work? Enough, Ripley. This man is a Talon officer. I'm sure he has better things to do than answer your impertinent questions. Please, uh, um... Oh, Lucas. I I mean, Lieutenant Sparrow in my official capacity. Please return to the roost with our gratitude, Lieutenant Sparrow. I shall see our guest out, Mother. But his grace of Plastoria came expressly to see you, Ripley.
4: I'm only showing our deep respect for his eminence of the roost. I'll come right back.
7: I would appreciate the gesture. Very well. But Ripley?
0: Tarry not.
7: I'll be back.
0: So Ripley led Lucas back through the throne room. As they walked, his eyes were drawn towards the plastic space stations and starships that hung from the ceiling lit by candles. Ripley took his arm to prevent him from wandering into a wall in his distraction as they made their way out into the main corridor and toward the palace gates.
4: A trip to the roost. This will be my first adventure outside of Queen's Realm. I'm so excited.
7: Well, don't get too enthused. If the Cardinal is indeed hoarding games from the world that was, I haven't seen any. But there are lots of buildings on the compound that are restricted. And I'm pretty low in the pecking order, so... What is a pecking order? I don't precisely know. It's just something I've heard people say. It means I'm low-ranking. I know what a lieutenant is, Lucas. At least you're not an acting ensign like Wesley
4: Crusher. That would be super embarrassing at your age. (laughs) Well, here we are.
7: And see, your Shuin remains safe and sound. Just as you promised. Thank the gatekeepers for me? Sure.
4: Will I see you tomorrow evening, Lucas Sparrow?
7: Probably. I think it's an all-hands-on-deck sort of event. Oh, that means- Don't be a moon boy, Lucas. I know that one. <laughs> so, I guess I'll see you very soon. Dharmak and Jalad on the ocean. I don't know what that means, but thank you.
0: The princess placed a light kiss upon the young lieutenant's cheek and blushing, he backed away, nearly tripping over his Schwinn.
7: Oh, not the Schwinn, oh.
0: Before mounting it and riding back toward the tunnel from whence he'd emerged. Ripley stared after him for a few moments and pondered the sudden shift in her fortunes.
3: It seems like all my wishes were horses. And soon I'll ride them right. To the roost, I'll see the mighty cardinal's brute force and to foreign princes soon me introduce treasure troves hidden in the vaults below. Surely folk would come in hungry droves if they ever came to know. Slaughter for a bold explorer to root out the stash they stole.
0: As the courts of Queen's Realm and Boogie Town prepared for their visit to the Roost, other things were afoot elsewhere in Fiveborough, but they shall have to wait until our next installment. There is much more to tell of the world to come.
5: Where every random fandom that you take for granted has grown and warmed into some sacred myth. In the world to come, come and hear what grew up of the seeds you planted.
1: How your age looks like a monolith In the world to come In the world to come